Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. Our number two Oilers Now in this hour. We'll hear from Oilers defenseman Darnell Nurse. Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. The American Hockey League has just named their all-rookie team. And the Bakersfield Condors goaltender, Shane Sturette, who I would would only consider a B-grade goaltending prospect, has been named the HL Rookie of the Year in goal. He had a tremendous campaign. Tyler Benson, currently leading all rookies in scoring, is one of the three forwards. Cooper Marodi is actually better than a point per game. He did not make it as a... uh, member of the all-rookie team. So right now, the Bakersfield Connors have two of the top three scoring rookies in the AHL. Uh, Drake Batherson, who's a, an excellent young prospect for uh, Pierre Dorian in Ottawa, uh, made the team as well. We'll have Jay Woodcroft coming down the pipe at 135. So Darnell Nurse, Jay Woodcroft, and in 29 seconds' time from HockeyProspects.com, a guy that uh, a lot of people around the league uh, really think knows his stuff, Mark Edwards will join us. This hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can uh, text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small town dealership. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan, the home of Kirby Dock with a new huge state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We go to our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, and we are pleased to be joined on the line by Mark Edwards. Mark, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, and I know we've only got you for 10 minutes, so let's make it count. First of all, um, tell us a bit about your publication and maybe how people can check it out. Yeah, real quick, you just go to hockeyprospects.com, no F on the prospects. Okay. And uh, you can navigate around there. Uh, you'll see some interviews, that sort of thing. And then, obviously, the big thing for us is coming up. Early June, we released our initial draft black book, which is always uh, the big seller for us. 
Okay, and, and just so our listeners know, every year we see Mark at the Combine, uh, whether it was in Toronto or Buffalo, and the one thing I noticed is, uh, you know, a, a guy like Craig Button, and I don't agree with Craig Button necessarily where he had Evan Bouchard ranked this year uh, in affiliated prospects list, but, uh, you know, Craig's an incredible guy, and there's people in the Oilers organization that like your work as well, so we've developed this little relationship over the last 18 months to 24 months. Speaking of the OHL, because you're based in Ontario, uh, right now, off the charts for Evan Bouchard. He's got 18 points in seven games in the playoffs. He leads OHL in scoring. I know you've seen uh, London play several times this year. What is going on in the playoffs that's allowing Bouchard and Adam Boquist to have this kind of offensive success? Yeah, so real quick, I uh, saw Evan probably eight or nine times in the regular season. Um, obviously going there to see the draft, though, was like Connor McMichael, but that's a different story. Uh, I think what's happened here... Uh, name of the playoff. They try to move him away from the first uh, first line matchup, and uh, both him and Boquist, and uh, they really wanted to get uh, William Lahead, uh, who's a physical, uh, hard-nosed guy, up against some of the uh, the skill guys. Uh, they did that against Saginaw, going down the stretch in a, in a must-win game, and then they've been doing it in the playoffs, and obviously up three nothing on uh, a really good team on paper in in the Guelph Storm. Uh, they're having incredible success. Was there Monday night? Um, and uh, it was funny, actually. I, uh, I texted Mark Hunter early in the game because I'm always on Bouchard about this laziness to his game. Right. Um, so I texted him quickly and said, doesn't like playing on Mondays, and oh, my God, did I hear the end of it because I texted it too soon. He lit the place up, uh, you know, with four points, two beautiful goals, uh, just weaving through players and uh you know really had a great game and i know he had a great game in the game one for sure as well uh Bullquest offensively had a good game as well not quite as great defensively but uh yeah so anyway he's he's really turned it on i mean we never have any problem with his offensive game right for me it was always you know the, the defensive effort which has been common but uh and the quickness off- the quickness of pace is an issue as well for him the, right? yeah and you know it's interesting i was on the phone in in london one game this season uh, just in the back there, and, he, and I saw him walk by me as I was on the phone, and he walked from the dressing room to the uh, the media room. You know what? This kid, he didn't exactly get there quick. Like, I think it's just who he is. I don't think he, he's trying to be lazy out there right. or even realizes it. It's just it's just his natural pace, um, which, you know, I kind of think of it is, is um, a good thing. And, you know, when he, when he needs to go, he'll go, but it's just every once in a while I just sit there looking going, what, what, what's going on? Yeah. It's nonetheless still an excellent prospect for the Oilers long-term in the back end and a right shot and a guy with the lead offensive instincts. Uh, Mark Edwards joining us. So, Mark, uh, you mentioned Dale Hunter. Um, this is a guy that most people think is on uh, the list for... Mark Hunter. Mark Hunter. Yeah, you mentioned Mark Hunter, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, so tell me, what do you think of him? Is this a guy that is a legitimate uh, uh, NHL general manager con- uh, You know, contender, in your opinion? I would think so. I, I know Mark pretty well, and uh, I just think of him as, as a, a real hockey guy. Mark eats, sleeps, and breathes it. Um, I know London kind of takes a lot of grief for you know thinking it's just money this and money that, but I'm around that franchise and know that right from Mark to Dale to uh, Rob Simpson and down into uh, you know the assistant coaches of Dylan Hunter. I'm a big fan of. Uh, they really they work their tails off that franchise with video and and. You know, there, there's no secret to the development and seeing how much better players get 
when they're there and the success the players have had or played there have gone into the NHL. So uh, I'm a Mark Hunter fan. Uh, should he get uh, something coming up here? I would think that, that he will down the road. Yeah. Uh, will it be Edmonton? I have no idea. Well, Jeff Jackson uh, is Connor McDavid's agent, Sam Gagne's agent. Uh, Sam Gagne was in London, and I think the guys in Ontario know how good the Hunters are. And You know, people used to say the same thing about the University of Alberta when it came to university hockey in this country. Well, they got more money than everybody else. They're dealing from a stacked deck. I don't know. To me, success is success. So we got four minutes here. Top eight. Edmonton's drafting eighth in the upcoming NHL entry draft. A weaker year from Ontario at the top end of the draft. Um, a good year in the West. I'm going to ask you right now. Are any of these three players out of the WHL, in your opinion, Going to be there at number eight for Edmonton. Uh, Bowen Byram, Kirby Doc, or Dylan Cousins. Do you envision any of them still being there at number eight when Edmonton picks? Byram, I would say. Byram, I think, for sure. Yeah, go be, uh, three or four. Okay. Uh, and the other ones, I think, chance. You think there's a chance? Yeah. Yeah, I think the six to ten is really tight. When I talk to scouts, kind of all the same players, the Krebs, Doc, Cousins, the Boldy, Zegris, uh, I guess some guys have uh, what's his name Turcot. Hamilton in there Kaliev uh, oh Turcot's up there for me above that even Turcot we have at four on our last list wow uh, we're not doing another list until June but I've been a Turcot fan since the first time I saw him in uh, his minor midget I'm not a huge fan so the American I mean I don't know as much obviously about the, I know the guys in the West so you would have Krebs right there too then right you don't think he's like 10 through 12 you think he's right there in that range at 8 as well yeah, I get a mix. Either it seems people either like Krebs and have them up in the range we did, which is that six, seven, eight range, or they've got them down closer to the 11, 12, 13. It seems like it's, it's one of the two. I, I just personally love him. To me, actually, he reminds me a lot of Turcotte. I kind of call him the poor man's Turcotte. Skating, not quite as good. Skill, maybe just a little bit off. Uh, but very similar players. To me, they drive the bus. They drive, they make other players better. Uh, so I'm a big fan of both those kids. Yeah, Kootenay had a terrible team this year. I mean, people say, well, he was minus 50. Uh, I saw Kootenay play twice. Uh, I got news for you. They looked to me like a, a midget AAA team and not like a major junior team. It was they were the Yeah, they were like Flint here uh, or well, even Kingston and ended up worse. But, uh, you know, Connor Brown, I think with the least, was minus 83 with Erie, and they were just an awful team. I hate that stat. Yeah, well, and then Connor went in there. A different Connor went in there the next year, and Connor Brown was like a 60-goal scorer. Was that Fox? <laughs> Anyhow, so you think Edmonton can get – I mean, realistically, Bowen Byram's all but guaranteed to be gone in the top five, I would think. Uh, he's the yeah, only I mean, top four. Okay, yeah. only to – is the Russian going to fall, do you think? I think there's a chance. Uh, if he does, I don't think it'll be very far, but I think always when there's a Russian – you know, and if you got someone really good, and also just the, you know, winger versus D, that how far is the first D going to slip when there's really not another one up in that level? It's going to drop a while probably before the second one's taken. So I think that'll play a factor as well for, for Byram. Uh, he's been really good, especially since Christmas. Since Christmas, I probably talked to. Eight to ten uh, Western Hockey League, either coaches or managers. I asked them the same. I, I, I said, agree or disagree with the statement. Uh, Bowen Byram is the best defenseman out of the Western Hockey League since Scott Niedermeyer. Six of the nine, I got, I meant nine. Six of the nine said they agreed with that. It's pretty heady. Yeah, you know, he can skate, yeah. can he? Yeah, I can really skate and and uh, a heady player, creative. You've got a knack for for just getting the pucks through and that sort of thing. And uh, I, I really, I really have been impressed with this 
skill level that I, I hadn't seen earlier in the season. And when I watched some post-Christmas games, uh, just flashing some skill that I hadn't seen uh, at, at that level, like that high-end level. Mark, who do you like more, Cousins or Doc? Oh, man, I go back and forth with that. Do you? I, I've got, right now, I've probably got Doc just ahead, but it's, you know, center versus winger. Usually when I'm close, I'll, you know, do that. Because I think, I, I think winger, uh, Cousins will be on a wing. Do you? Yeah. And you, you see Doc is uh, primarily a center. Yeah. And if I were to predict coming off, I'd say Doc one first. But, you know, like I said, when I, I talk to scouts, man, it's all over the map between those that group of players I, I read off earlier. Bottom line, the Oilers will be able to get a fairly skilled forward at eight. Is that fair? Yeah. I think when you're in that top ten, um, you're, you're getting a pretty good player. It, I think that's kind of just exactly where it might just fall off a tier. Uh, not a whole lot, but I would say that's maybe where another tier falls off after, the obviously, the top two. Mark, when we have some more time, we're going to get you to come on closer to the draft. How do people follow your stuff again? Hockeyprospect.com, and uh, everything's pretty easy to navigate after that. We appreciate your time. Go pick up your daughter. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. That's Mark Edwards from HockeyProspect.com. Bob Stoffer with you, 117 in Edmonton. And guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Shirt Park. So, Dave Campbell, you'll find this interesting because I know you've been to CFL football combines before. So we go to the combine, and there are certain guys that, you know, one of the advantages I have doing color is you get to move, meet various uh, pro scouts, assistant general managers. A lot of teams send their assistant GMs in right. to look at, and you develop relationships with guys. So I don't just talk to the Edmonton guys. And the way the setup works in Buffalo is there's a media section that overlooks where all the guys are doing sort of the combine-related stuff, and then the teams are all off on another side and all, you know, will all meander back and forth. Well, one thing I noticed with Mark is there's a lot of guys that like to talk to him. So he's obviously <laughs> he's obviously... Got his thing. Um, clearly, he's a skill guy. Ontario has do- the OHL has dominated the draft the last few years. That is not the case this year. This is a WHL year. I think we could see four WHL players going as high as the top eight. I really believe that. Wow. Uh, when just, was the last time that happened? Oh, it's been a while. Long, uh, long there was, time. Well, I know back in oh, in two thousand and two, there were three Western Hockey League players in the top seven because mm-hmm. Easter went third. Uh, Lupul went s- seventh to Anaheim. No, Lupul went s- yeah, Lupul went seventh, and uh, Scotty Upshaw went sixth to Nashville. So there were three guys in the top seven that year. You know what was interesting about that year? So Upshaw went sixth, and Lupul went seventh, and neither were drafted in the WHL Bantam draft. Wow, there's some trivia there, right? So like, what are the chances? <laughs> Whereas Bowmeister was the number one pick, and um, yeah, and you know what? You could argue that. Jay Bomeister has been the last really well. Morgan Riley had a ridiculous offensive campaign this year. He's a heck of, and that's who a lot of people compare uh, the Bowen Byron kid. Mm-hmm. They compare him to where's the same number forty four BC kid that can really skate. Right. The difference was uh, for Riley. He was in the Yakupov draft year, and I think Mac T liked him that year, uh, but injuries. Right, like he was hurt, he missed virtually you know a lot of the season that year. That was a that was a problem with that draft year. Is Galchenyuk was hurt. He only played like three or four regular season games, and then uh, Morgan Riley was hurt a lot of that year as well. You know, and um, you take a look at the defenseman. Ryan Murray went second. Okay, has been a four or five NHL defenseman. Mm-hmm. 
Griffin Reinhardt went fourth. Well, he's currently <laughs> applying his trade in the American Hockey League. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Riley went fifth. Hampus Lindholm went sixth. Matt Dumba went seventh. And I was not sold on Dumba after seeing him in Red Deer. Wasn't sure he could process the game. I can tell you right now, he kept getting better, and Minnesota missed him huge. That started their downward fall yeah, this year. Yeah, for sure. Derek Pouliot went eighth. Wow. To Pittsburgh, okay? Wow. And he, well, I mean, Reinhardt's still the biggest one because he went fourth and the Oilers yeah, traded for no him. No doubt. Right? Um, Jacob Truba went ninth to Winnipeg. So there were some D there that were, Jacob is a first-pairing right-shot defenseman. Like, if you look at his productivity, I'm not sure he's always slotted in that role. So, interesting stuff. When we, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Come back, a guy who went seventh in his NHL draft year. We'll hear from Darnell Nurse. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Let's get right to it. 123 at Edmonton. We hooked up with Darnell Nurse on what's known as Garbage Bag Day, and he's going to shed some little insight on his future coming up in this interview. Darnell, uh, before every game, with about six minutes left in the warm-up, four to six minutes left, I know we've talked about this before, you, uh, Connor, and Leon converge. And to me, that is a sign of uh, the long-term potential of the organization. You had a good year this year, statistically, uh, you know, double-digit goals, 40 points. How do you equate the success that you may have had individually with the failure of the team to make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a team sport, so obviously we have, when you come to a season, you have some personal goals and feel like uh, you checked off a lot of those, but at the same point, you're never satisfied leaving the year um, at this time and packing up your bags before playoffs start. So, um, no, no matter what... Uh, no matter, no matter how your year goes individually, and um, you know, it was good in some aspects. And you know, you, for myself, I'm always hungry to get better. I know there's another step that I can take. I know there's another level I can get to. And um, so, yeah, it's good to take another step. But uh, when you're not in the playoffs, you just look at what you could have done better to, you know, giving your team a chance to do. You give us the impression on a day-to-day basis being around you that uh, you're a pretty positive guy and uh, upbeat, uh, but pragmatic. How difficult was the year? Todd getting fired 20 games in the season. You know, Strom getting traded, Drake getting traded. Those guys were popular guys in the context of your room. The initial return on both trades didn't really improve the team either. I mean, was it a, was it a tough year if not to try to keep positive energy around your group? Uh, you know, anytime it's... There's so many ups and downs, right? I think that's... Uh, 
you know, when you, when you go through a season, there's enough ups and downs when things go right. Um, that's hard to. Some days it's hard to come in and, and be uh, be the positive guy, but um, you, you have to find a way to do it, and that's kind of how, how I uh, always approach it. But yeah, when you go through a, a coaching change, a GM change, all in all in one year, um, and there was a lot of highs, a lot of lows uh, over the course of the season, it's uh, it's a test. It's a test, not um, you know, for everyone, not only on the ice but off the ice, and um, trying to keep uh, you know, a positive positive outlook on things. Um, like I said, the, the season did not go. Uh, I don't think any any of us wanted it to go uh, going into the season, and um, you have to take some things as cliche as it sounds. You have to take some things and, and build off. We have a team, I think, that is uh, not far away from from competing with with uh, you know a little bit of you know, a tweak here and there. Uh, we're not far off from from competing. I think each and every each and every one of us has that uh, that drive, that will, and that uh, that belief in, in the team. You got up to 23 minutes a game. Uh, you know, you double-digit goals. We talked about the 40 points. Are there aspects of your game? Like, is that something you think about now, or do you decompress for a week? And, you know, is there is there something you think you can maybe improve upon in the offseason? Because you had a pretty good year. Yeah, no, the, um, yeah, you definitely decompress. But I mean, as a player, you're always thinking. Um, you know, I always think about your game, and that I'm always in the thought process of what you can do better, what can you, you can do. Uh, but yeah, you know, production-wise, definitely to, to be able to produce at a much higher level. I have a, my first three years. That's that's a big step. Um, you know, my thing is you want to be on the ice for more goals for than against. And um, you almost got there by the end. I almost, yeah, I almost got back to it. But um, you know, maybe having more of a more of a, an even, even keel approach. I mean, when there were some some lows where it got real low, and um, you know, obviously found a way found a way to battle back. But that's also comes with the the course of the season, you're not going to always. I haven't, I haven't seen it, or haven't played in a year where you go through a full 82 that goes smooth. So, um, yeah, the the ability to kind of grow and bounce back when when things don't go great, um, I think that's something that I've been happy uh, happy I've taken a step with this year. World Championships are a week later. I don't know if they've reached out for you. Uh, are they open though? If you uh, if they call. Yeah, for sure. Um, we had a discussion about it. Uh, discussion about this morning, and you know, obviously, anytime you have the opportunity to, to put on that crest, it's hard to say no. All right, we appreciate the time that you gave us all season long. There you go. That's uh, Darnell Nurse, and uh, well, I, I guess he's shed some light there. My guess is he'll be on the team. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad.